Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude, the weekly podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And today we are starting our season six. I personally can't believe it. I'm not sure whether Marcos can believe it himself. We're six seasons now into something that started as a very little idea, I would say. We had a couple of ideas for episodes, but they grew. I think the more we did it, the more we grew into the actual content. And we're really happy that we can keep going. Uh, If you go back to uh, the episodes that we've previously covered, if you're, of course, new to the podcast, you will find out that we've covered topics like what flamenco actually is. Why is it a world music? We've covered flamenco cinema. We've covered flamenco places. We've even covered Marcus's personal adventures in Andalusia. So all these are episodes uh, that we have created um, based on things that were interesting to us or things that Marcus has lived through. And I have to say, um, one episode that really surprised me how well it's doing actually in terms of listenership is Flamenco Kitchen. Uh, Because I actually, it was interesting for me to know what Flamenco Kitchen is, but I never knew, I never imagined it would be doing so good. It's a very popular episode, so thank you very much for listening. And of course, we would like to say hello Thank you and welcome to our listeners in Malta and Bangladesh. It's, again, incredible we can reach out to people in so many different countries where our audience is building. We don't want to forget the audience that we had anyway and keep building in, let's say, Germany, um, uh, Italy. Uh, We have a very good build-up, actually, in uh, Austria, in Switzerland. The United States is doing very well. Spain is doing very well. And to segue nicely into it, France is also doing very well. And why do I say segue? Because today we're going to talk about the Gypsy Kings. You may know them as one of the most popular uh, musical bands, especially during, uh, I would say, the 80s and the 90s. Uh, Their music is also featured in, uh, for example, animation films. Um, I think it was Sing that featured Bamboleo. Uh, And today we're going to explore um, Marcus's knowledge of the Gypsy Kings and also very important. He personally met them under very interesting circumstances, so we're going to find out about that as we go along. Uh, They're one of my favorite bands growing up as a family. We always listen to them in the car. Uh, I always try to memorize lyrics, even though I didn't speak either French or Spanish, but it was just incredible time, and they're very entertaining as well. So without any further ado, let's dive into our episode of The Kings in Flamenco, The Gypsy Kings. Well, you're right, Gally. I mean, is there a bigger band in world music than the Gypsy Kings? I don't think so. Well, I can't vouch for that. I'm, I, I'm not a musical expert, but I, will, I, will, I have to say to you, uh, usually when you mention flamenco, to people who are not too familiar with it, if they know anything, they will tell you the Gypsy Kings. Now, are the Gypsy Kings typical flamenco performers? Well, they can play uh, straight flamenco, but they tend to concentrate on rumba. Rumba is one of their main things. And the interesting thing about them is that they've developed the rumba, uh, developed in in Catalonia in the 50s, and and they, they of course, come from France. That's the interesting bit. South of France, yeah? Yeah. And where there's this tradition, it's remarkable, really. It is remarkable. There's this little enclave of people that play flamenco. How did flamenco go to France? 
Well, spread to France. You know, this even. is one of the one of the great mysteries <laughs> yeah. that's never been solved. Now, um, you know what we're going to do is delve into how the Gypsy Kings came to be. You know their history, what, what their background. Yeah. And you know, as as you know, I've got you've you know, got about fifteen thousand CDs lined up. I've got, some, I've got yeah. some incredible LPs. Yeah. And yeah. I want to show you one here. Let's have a look. You'll, you'll take a picture of, and this shows you. For, this is an LP from 1955. It's called Juanito Pires, yeah, Marina Careta, yep. yeah, and it's the festival of Santa Sant- Maria de la Mer. Yeah, oh. and this is a, a famous festival in May of, of the Gypsy people. It's a very old-fashioned. Isn't cover that a wonderful well. cover? Oh, yeah. Now this is the history, the, or the background, the roots of where the Gypsy Kings would emerge from. And, of course, we have the uh, styles that they yeah, cover. Yeah, and you see they're playing the typical Andalusias. Tanguillos, yeah. Soleares, yeah. Cantejondo, oh, which is, yeah, yeah. and Fandanguillos. And these are the great days of uh, in-the-field recordings, yeah? Mm. This is not when people went into studios. This is when uh, posh producers and presenters went, you see, just to record people playing in the street yeah oh, yeah so these type it was of LPs, a special oh, time wasn't oh, it's it? wonderful look at that 1955 oh. gypsy music of the festival of la santa maria de la mer do you know much about this festival well i i know i mean i've seen it on i've seen visions of it and i i can tell you something about it later on when we, when yeah. we talk about my Edinburgh i'll be festival. interested I'll, to I'll hear about yeah. it. Uh, but what you've got to realize is that from this i remember imagine this is a very long way from andalusia a man emerges who would obviously he, he is like a, the godfather of, of the gypsy kings they're all related back to him Manitas de Plata oh what a name oh yeah. what a name yeah. I love it yeah. so are you trying to tell me then that in the this part of France there was a strong gypsy community very much so and still is still is to this still day is, yeah. Yeah. and they gather for this festival now you've got to imagine me as a young schoolboy. I always imagine you as a young schoolboy for some reason. <laughs> so I'm practicing my guitar and all the rest of it. And this was in in the sixties it was the great days of, of television. Where when television became almost more important than, than going to the cinema. Television was everything. And I saw this man on TV. Yeah. And, and you lost it. You absolutely I, I, lost your I, I, mind. I just thought he, he, he was incredible. And he appeared with artists which were... Which you have were, thousands of well, films. Now look at this. This is how he would play. Yeah. So uh, just to give you a perspective, <laughs> I'm going to put a picture. We have uh, Manitas yeah. playing live yeah. and uh, probably serenading Bridget Bardot, one yeah. of the icon. Um, icons of yeah. the 50s and yeah. 60s. So he doesn't just play to anybody, he just does a special flamenco just for her. Yeah. In the same way, I haven't brought down my hundreds of LPs. I mean, as you know, I've, I've got about... One day you will, and that's the scary bit. Well, I've got about 28, but on some, some of them, on the covers, it shows his guitar. You have 28 only of Manitas, yeah? yeah. Probably a lot more, but that's all I could find. And he, he, he played for Picasso. Oh. And Picasso did drawings on his guitar. Um, the, that that guitar is shown on a lot of the covers of of his LPs. You know, can yeah. you imagine that? There's a there's a picture, uh, like a, a little character in in the black pen that, that Picasso used to use, on either side of the sound hole of the guitar, and there's Picasso looking up at him. You know, as as he performs. So you know, he he, he is an absolute incredible person. Now, I mean, I'm going to show you this. Look at that. 
Does he not look Reci- like an artist? Recital Monitas de, de Plata. Plata. He's outside oh. a concert hall. Are you, he's just yeah, inviting yeah. us all. He, he just tells you, oh, look, it says on the back, the world's greatest living flamenco guitarist. But he, he, you don't even need to be told that because look, <laughs> he's got his arms outstretched. Oh. He's just telling you that. You know. Is that why you? Is that why you always have pictures like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, I haven't brought to show you all twenty-eight, thirty of my. Oh, what a shame! But I just chose two. Is this not? Oh. Now, I mean, it's called Huerga. Huerga. We're going to obviously yeah. put pictures. And there he is behind <clears throat> wine bottles. Oh, do you know what I love? The down in the corner it says yeah. Connoisseur Society. Yeah. <laughs> look at that cigarette. Oh, yeah. The way he's holding that cigarette in the left hand, and his There's moustache, lo- his hair, his moustache, his hair, his uh, drinks, his everything. He is the king. You can, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, people have now studied this development of the rumba, and it was great when we had the the, the uh, record day that they they occurred. Somebody brought out an incredible double album of gypsy rumba in Spain, 1965 to 74. So this was another movement of the rumba part of flamenco and i'm sure you'll be taking a, a photograph of this for everything will be everything will be documented marcus but now you have to obviously tell me who was he in connection to the gypsy kings was was he a family member what yeah, is I mean, he yeah because you've got the Bayados and yeah, the, yeah. He, he's um he would be the uncle of many of those and there's two and, and his brother would be family of, of, of those yeah and he inspired these young then boys i, I think start. i think so yeah mm. yeah very much so now do you want to hear a t- about obviously we are although we're broadcasting to the world we're very we, much we, broadcasting we are in, to the world in Astford, England yeah <sighs> now this man in the 70s came to to Oxford and all I can remember about it is as you know we have a very famous hotel in Oxford the Randolph it's yeah. a very large hotel we do yeah and all I remember of this was that he booked a whole floor <laughs> yeah, deservedly so. Yeah, he made a whole. Thing. Was it full? Oh yes, completely. And of course, his his concert was was totally sold out. No, and that's he was he was massive, absolutely massive. Now, I mean, another story because you wanted to know what these festivals are like. Uh, when I went to go to to Edinburgh, uh, I used to play a concert in the Edinburgh Festival for two weeks every night. This is in the seventies, and a man came each day and he was dressed immaculately with an incredible tie uh, one of these cowboy type ties string leather tie you know and very extravagant i didn't i thought guys he came yesterday now he's booked another ticket you know? <laughs> and i thought well, well what's this all about you know anyway after by the, the end of the first week he introduced himself to me and he was a very famous artist sack shaw who was involved in the building of Coventry Cathedral. He's a tapestry artist, glass artist. His works are all over the world, in New York, you name it. And he was mad on flamenco. And he said, would you come to my house? You know? and, and he had a beautiful house in the centre, in the old town of Edinburgh. Well, actually, it's called the New Town, but it is actually the old Georgian layout. Oh, nothing is ever <laughs> nothing easy is with you, is it? No, and um, he had some beautiful guitars. And then he, with the pegs, you know, with those lovely, not the machine heads, the real thing. And he'd love me to play, and then he would play. And then he said, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a friend of Manitas de Plata. I said, really? He said, oh, yes. You know, 
I go to this festival in, in May. And I said, oh, and he said, yeah. And he said, when I went recently, he took me in an in a open car, oh, yeah. open top car through the Convertible. Convertible mm. car. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking for. And it paraded through the streets. <laughs> right? That's something you would have liked, I, I think. I would have liked that. Yeah. So I probably said to him, is there any chance you could... You could parade me as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, he... He was a great artist, so he's a bit like... Obviously, Manitas kept this type of company, Picasso. Yeah? Mm. And then, as you can see from the covers of the LPs, he also kept the company of the famous Toreros. Actresses and Toreros. Toreros. So yeah. there's a cover I've just shown you there of El Cordobes, one of the famous... <laughs> Another guys. name that yeah, it's yeah. just... So, you know, Manitas didn't mess about with the ordinary folk in that way he, he liked is that where you take your attitude from anyway what would you recommend if I could find for Monitas to hear well I mean let's have a look it's difficult isn't it it, it is I mean you won't have any difficulty finding a track but um, I think that you should go for go for Rumba Rumba de Manitas. Rumba de Manitas from the Huerga. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But any rumba would be great I mean that, he'll do, do all his tricks on the guitar and everything you'll, you'll like that so, yeah, I mean, Sax was great, he knew him, which is quite something. Now, I know you're going to ask me uh, how I got into the Gypsy Kings, aren't you? Well, before that, I, I actually yeah. wanted to ask something about the Gypsy Kings themselves. Yeah. So you can confirm that they're a family, I think, of cousins. Yeah. Or right. uncles, was it? Yeah, brothers, cousins, yeah, yeah. Uncles. And yet, how do they come about as the Gypsy Kings? Well, I don't know how they formed themselves like that, but... Uh, one thing I do know is that uh, I sort of fell under their spell hmm. because I, I'd heard of them a bit but not really examined their music in any detail and then I was booked to play in Stourhead it's a national trust, uh, national trust property of England massive festival and what are they playing over the loudspeakers? Gypsy Kings Oh. And you imagine a hot summer's day yeah. in a huge, wonderful yeah. property, and you're hearing that guitar the gypsy, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're hearing Inspiracion, Duende, yeah. Faena. And I think, oh, this stuff's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's different to what I play, because I play very hardcore flamenco, but this is beautiful music. It's an entertainment, yeah. Yeah. more or less, yeah. music, it's, isn't it's it? It's relaxed. Yeah. And, and then I thought, well, I've got to get on top of this. And as, as I've shown you, I've even got a book the Gypsy and Kings. With yeah. all the music in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me have a look. So these are the composition. Obviously, yeah, the for anyone who plays the guitar, you will, yeah. you will be following it. In, in music it. You will and in, in There you go, Joe Bidro. Which, yeah. by the way, well, oh, there it is, the king. The Gypsy <laughs> King Lolo is here. <laughs> Maybe we'll hear him in a second. But um, I remember, especially because I opened uh, at Joe Bidro Bar. Yeah. I asked you once, remember, we were on the train, we were talking about the Gypsy Kings. Hello, Lolo. Yes, you are a king. Yes, you are a king. Um, um, what does Jobi, Joba mean? And you said, actually, it's difficult because someone like Cameron would ask, oh, I don't know what this Jobi is. You told me that. <laughs> well, because he, he was asked a similar thing about a, a word he used in a song and he, he couldn't really explain what it meant. So I'm not going to go down is, is it a, Is it a mixture between probably French, the dialect? French and, and uh, Calo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I actually really like that song. I like Bamboleo quite a lot. 
No, you see, you like the ones where they're singing, whereas the ones I'm going to choose only play. And uh, do, do, do all of them play? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to come on to that now because I, I know, I know what you're going to ask. Me. Okay, well, just to break it up a little bit, then uh, I will obviously put a song that I like. And what would you like to put uh, when you heard them? This the, How many the can first. I have? No, let, let's let's take it slow because that's a special on the Gypsy Kings. The first time you heard them on this hot summer's day, what was the favorite track? Inspiration. Now we will move on. See, I'm, I want to take things slow because you okay, always want. Yeah, it's it's really exciting, but obviously we we need to take the time. Um, so that's it. You you heard them back then. You fell in love with the type of music. You got bewitched, and many many years after that, you actually got to meet them. Do you want to know the story? Yes, I do. I love that story. I, I know a little bit of it, but you're gonna tell me. Well. Uh, I heard that they were going to be coming to a big festival in, in Oxfordshire and um, through my contacts I got a what they call in the trade a, a triple A, a pass <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah now, there's a funny story uh, before, everything you say is before funny before this because uh, I live opposite a park you can see that there's a park there uh, yes and on this particular day it was a street party and all the all the people of the area were out having a party. So they saw me coming out of the house with my uh, special flamenco gear on, my coat and my scarf and everything, and my guitar. So the people shouted to me, come and play for us, you see. And my wife says, he can't, he's going to the railway station, he's going to play with the juice. <laughs> And of course, they all thought that was a bit of a joke. Right. Well, that was absolutely true. It was absolutely true. So I travelled to this place. I got there and, I, was, and um, I went backstage and the, the, the Gypsy Kings were sat round a, a, a nice table and there was one spare seat. <laughs> waiting for you. Waiting for you. So I just landed. I said, when are done. So they didn't know that you were going? They didn't know I was coming. And... <laughs> And I said, good afternoon, buena tarde. Buena tarde. They didn't, nothing. And I thought, wow. So I opened my guitar case and I said, I'm going to play you a special rumba that I've composed, you see? So they went, ooh. And that's the first time you meet them. And then they looked and they could tell my guitar was of, they, I could hear them talking in French, or oh, he's got a black guitar there. He's got a black guitar. He's got a black guitar. This is quite heavy duty. This. And off I went. And in the middle of playing, I shouted to them, Toca la palma, start to do some hand And they immediately responded and just started doing the, the hand clapping. So we were off, you see. Anyway, it ended. And I then said, Well, I'll tell you what, I feel. A little worry coming on. Guy. And off we went. So at the end of this, I knew I knew what was coming. So they said, "Well, you know, could you loan us your guitar? We would like to play one to yeah. you now." Yeah? Oh, that's quite an honour, actually, yeah. isn't it? So they, I said, of course. So I passed my guitar over, and they played back a wonderful rumba. Rumba. And. It was sad in some ways because it was not long after the passing of Manitas de Plata. Yeah, yeah. And I'd taken some of my LPs. Did you talk about that? Yes. 
which is why I take, took some of these LPs that you're seeing now and they went, wow, we've never seen that one. And they were really impressed, you know. Are you sure that they had never... Yeah, it's, it's... Well, you know what my collection's like. Right? Yeah, but surely they... There's some things, you know, like people say you can't have everything. Well, in my case, I think... <laughs> <laughs> you can't have everything I have. It's always in your place. So I'd sort of gone prepared with a little bag with my guitar of some really nice uh, copies of, of Manitis' records. And they were really uh, impressed with that and they loved it. You know, they were really nice people. And then obviously they did a wonderful performance. Uh, when they do these performances now, there's them, but they have a massive backing band, you know, people playing all kinds of Cuban rhythms and goodness knows what. So they, they've, it's not the sort of thin uh, sound that you get on these records that I've got. They've changed quite a lot. My question would be, how did you infiltrate because because they're probably quite a guarded not quite but you know every band that goes on a gig is guarded especially I, I the know. type of gig i, I know it, it was one of these remarkable things that if you just do it with some confidence and you look the path yeah and you get the guitar out quickly you're off you're quite quick you whip it out quite quickly yeah. Yeah. nobody says anything to you so it, it was it's one of my favorite things and as you know you're probably going to publish there I'm I looking mean, at I have you, a digital you, copy of well, that well, you picture can see actually. there yeah. I am yeah. playing to them have right. a I have a digital copy right. of that photo right. well, so we're going to put that and but, but but from that day if if there is a song that can illustrate that day what would um, you recommend I think I like Faena yeah 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 because we didn't do any singing or anything we just played yeah Faena yeah well, of course, we're going to end off with... It, the tale didn't really end there. No, I, and we're probably not going to end there. I do have questions. OK, well, <laughs> what, what I'm going to tell you about that photograph while we're on that, um, I had to travel to, to Andalusia, and I went to a very small town called Montiano. And we got told where I normally stay, they wouldn't, wouldn't take anybody, so you have to go to this hotel Anyway, it was a long walk and went down there and got into the reception and the owner was there. And straight away he said to me, ah, are you, are you a flamenco? Are you a little flamenco? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I said, well, it's funny you say that. I, I might be. I've got in my <laughs> I pocket tend to be. <laughs> a photograph that I had it all on, on, a, on, on, on a A4 paper of this picture with it. And I said, I've just had a little session with the Gypsy Kings. And I showed it to him. Oh, Right, now listen, while you're here, you pay nothing for, for any drinks or food or, or whatsoever. Uh, no, yeah. and he was looking at it, and it was just like a golden key. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, that's that the, is... That, that's the power of the... Of, of, that, but also that's the power of not only meeting the people, but being able to connect with them, I guess. Yeah. Um, what were they like as, as people? Oh, they were amazing. I mean, very, very humble people, actually. Yeah. Even though they sell millions upon millions. Very humble. And, and they yeah. can play They can play very good flamenco if they want to do that. It depends what, what they think is best for the audience. It's yeah. a bit like my old teacher, Pepe Martinez. You, know, you could never convince him to play hardcore flamenco because he would say, no, no, no. They don't. The, the people won't appreciate it. It's best to do this light. Stuff. But he would play it for other people. For other people, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Because obviously the Gypsy Kings, as I said, they're extremely popular. Probably yeah. even even for people who don't know what flamenco is, if you mention flamenco, they'll say the Gypsy Kings. 
What do you think the future is for them as a band? Will they keep going? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the brand will keep going, yeah. I mean, obviously, the years pass, um, yeah. but they'll keep going. I, you know, there's very few bands in world music that can match them. You know, they are literally, you know, anybody who doesn't even follow flamenco or anything, you've only got to say Gypsy Kings, you know. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody, right, regardless of what their musical tastes are, who've never heard of the Gypsy Kings. Thank you very much for joining us on this, uh, to me, long-awaited and incredible uh, recording uh, podcast episode about the Gypsy Kings, one of the bands of my childhood um, that I always listened to with my parents, with my uh, peers. Uh, and personally, for um, my personal pleasure, I always like to put on a track from them, uh, especially when you're feeling a bit down, because as we talked about, they do sing in the style of rumba, which always keeps you entertained and in a good mood. Uh, it was incredible to hear about Marcus's actu actual encounter with them and how impressed they were by him, which is, you know, it's quite something. Um, I also included before you uh, before that I also included uh, one, one of my favorite tracks so I hope you enjoyed it as well and until the next time whether you listen to play or learn about flamenco remember to always follow the beat <laughs>